Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Andrew McKenna from TalkSpot. We're out in Sri Lanka covering the England Cricket Tour. As well as exclusive live ball-by-ball coverage of the Test Series, TalkSport are also giving you a podcast. It's published daily, it's called Following On, and covers all the news and views around the tour. It's full of player interviews, reaction and analysis from TalkSport's team of experts, including Darren Goff, Jared Kimber and Matt Pryor. Oh yeah, and also some of me. We'll be rounding up each day of action from the test matches, plus the news from all the other days on tour. You can subscribe now by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast app. Search for the Following On Cricket Podcast, subscribe now and never miss a show. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. Um, got wind. wind. Got a bit of burping, put him over my shoulder. <laughs> put a muslin on my shoulder in case he brings his milk back. <laughs> Bring back memories. Actually, my second, my Matty, oh, yeah. he was uh, he was about 10 pounds when he was born. He wasn't a lot smaller than you when he was born. <laughs> He's quite a big lad, that's true. So, uh, anyway, we'll move on. Yes. That's enough about us. Uh, clips of the Week. No, not Clips of the Week. Yeah, that's available as a separate podcast. <laughs> this is really all about the H&J Daily, the best bits of this <laughs> afternoform show. It's all a bit freeform, this, isn't it? <laughs> Very it's Friday. Much. It's Friday. D-Mob happy. We are. Um, and we had a chat. First, we talked about football last yeah. night's game. Yeah. I did a start with a bit of political satire. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Oh, yeah. It was. It was like having, uh, yeah, have I got news for you, Andy Jacobs? In. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And the second section that yeah. we did was a bit more uh, non sport. It was, yeah, it was quite good. That was all right, you know. And Martin Kellner was here. He's always good value with a weaker sport on TV. And here it all is. Very interesting mm. to hear the Prime Minister Theresa May yesterday refer to Jeff Boycott. Yeah. Because her Brexit proposals have certainly left the country in the corridor of uncertainty. Oh, look at that. Come a little on. bit of political Thank satire. You very much. More of that in the clips of the week from well, a, I didn't hear a, anybody. Less, <laughs> a less likely source, I <laughs> think it's true. fair to say. <laughs> I didn't hear anybody going, get out! <laughs> get out now! <laughs> yeah. And uh, honestly, talking of getting out, I mean, I think. You I've, could, I mean, there's, there's a lot of ways you could go. I've got to go to better deal. Than that with a stick of rhubarb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My mum. <laughs> exactly. Jeffrey could have gone into full Jeffrey mode. <laughs> full Jeffrey mode. I, I've decided now in cricket, you might as well get rid of the umpires. You know, don't yeah. have umpires at all. Just have two TV screens. Well, you'll be saying this about referees next year. No, but honestly, it's, it's unbelievable. It, the, have you seen the Rashid dismissal? 
Because the thing is, I reckon I've got this theory. Once they run out of reviews, the umpire saying, "Oh, it doesn't matter now, does it? No, yeah. Nobody can say anything." I mean, honestly, he middled it onto his pads. <laughs> it's unbelievable. How could that be out? That could never be out. Oh. I, looked, I was watching it. I was Thank going, you, caller. Well, that's not out, is it? Oh no. Well, really. we'll we'll pick, take this up with Gareth. It's Stokes' his fault though, because he the one he reviewed <clears> with <throat> Root. Honestly, if his leg had been impaled on the stump by the ball, it couldn't have been more out. <laughs> What's the point? Never mind. Uh, to the to last night's game, very oh, enjoyable yeah. run out for Wayne after all that. I thought it was a nice cameo from him. Some people still not happy about it, but I, I, I don't see the problem. It was a wonderful cameo. Better mm. than sitting in the stands. And you didn't feel like that the other week, though, did you? You warmed to it. I've warmed to it, yeah. yeah. I thought it was the wrong thing, but having watched it last night, it was fun. And the first, I, I liked Gareth's approach in mm. the first half. I thought England played at a good tournament pace. Mm. You know, they really ripped into the USA. And he was wasn't happy great. with the performance, though, particularly, was he? He thought it was a second bit below par. Yeah, yeah, second half. Second yeah. half, that's right. The American national Basically, when Wayne Rooney came on. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Positional discipline. I think Sam Wallace was making the point that, as, as the late, great Graham Taylor once said to Nigel Clough, play it as you see it, Nigel. And I think that's what he did, Wayne, didn't he? He came he, on he and he went in fun. search of a goal and enjoy himself. He so, did. Yeah. He did. And the American national anthem, no one took a knee, which was good, really. It would have been quite embarrassing. Yeah, that would have, could have been, yeah. And, uh, I, uh, Pudisic was good. We'll come on to this. Pudisic? With, with or is it Pudisic? Well, I think, well, I'm going with Martin. Martin doesn't get well, much This from. is what I said to my Croatian mate, but I was immediately on the He's uh, not he's not Croatian, is he? Or is he Croatian origin? Uh, Pulisic, Pulisic. Croatian origin. Oh, okay, right. He says it's Pulisic, but the family, I said to him, I know Martin, he'll have asked the player. Yeah, and Martin he did, would have done his work. Suddenly he said, oh, yeah, I've asked him, and the family do say Pulisic. But he's saying Pulisic, so as he's Croatian. Let's call the whole thing off. Why not? In Croatian. <laughs> I like the Nations League. Well done, UEFA, for a change. Yeah, we, we, we're it's right really behind good. it from day one, What a huge we? game that is, Sunday. It's so much better than a friendly, you know, so that's good. Also, Bobby... You said it was a rubbish idea. I'll stop... Pu- pu- look, I changed my mind on <laughs> things. So did I. <laughs> I said it was a rubbish idea as well. Now we're going to win it, of course. You said... You used to get that a lot on the show. Yeah. You said yeah, it's said, all right. You said the Nations League was a terrible <laughs> idea, and you I've said, got the Oh, it won't work. You said this. Yeah. Yes, I've changed my mind you on a lot said of things. You said should time. not get a cheap cat. <laughs> I don't know. Any, generally, people who throw that back in your face <laughs> in that voice. have got a kind of slightly it's tight sneering. nasal passage. You said. Yeah, yeah exactly. you said. And uh, Bobby Wood for the United States. Uh, yeah. Martin told us he was from Honolulu, Hawaii. Yeah. And I thought it was very amusing that he said he, he'll be hoping the score isn't 5-0 sort of thing. Yeah. Gary, yeah. Gary didn't get it at all. And uh, I thought if the ref issued a yellow, Martin could have said, book him, Dano. Yeah. That would have been complete. That would have been good. Look it up, John. Hawaii yeah. Five O. You'll Look like it. it. Yeah, it's kids. Not, not a problem. Hey, they brought it back, didn't they? They brought it back. The kids know what it is now. <laughs> oh, they did do that. Yeah. And going not for... with Jack Lord, though. What do you mean they don't? <laughs> they don't, he says. Well, that was only on about two years ago, man. Don't blame us. Yeah. I think England-Croatia should be a better atmosphere than last time, though. Yes, I think it probably <laughs> there'll be a few more in. And uh, going forward, the US look very good, actually. Or, but I think the coach, Dave Sarakan, got the uh, defenders from his rugby club, Sarakans. Yeah, <laughs> I think he probably did. He did yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it, really. Apart You're from done, football. are you? Oh, no, I've got a note here. Will Trap. He used to be a bricklayer supplier. He was known as Will Trap and his bag of cement. <laughs> Thank you. There we are. Any other notes from the match? I don't think so. Is that it? Okay. That's it. So I don't waste my time sitting there for two hours with my book. Well, I'll actually look at the football (laughs) aspect of it rather than the Will Trap and the Book and Dan of stuff. (laughs) With um, Darren Lewis, who was watching it all unfold at (laughs) Wembley last night, the the Mirror uh, football writer, of course. 
Um, also, any, is, are you done, are you, Andy? I mean, you know, well, I can, I, I've got my, it's more room for you to talk News nonsense. on the uh, Philippine president, Duterte. It always sounds like a race at the Grand National. <laughs> Duterte, it's Aintree. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. What do you got in the two thirty? <laughs> exactly. He's quite a sinister man, so there's nothing funny about him. If you want to buy a, Thank you. if you want to be is yeah. if you want to buy a um a piece of Wayne memorabilia, oh, yeah. Mike Parry. Now yeah. this I sh- I should have alerted uh, Mike Parry to this because we found out yesterday that he's got a couple of number plates, oh, hasn't yeah, they're he? Good, aren't they? Um, one that's basically more suited to Rio Ferdinand. It cost him <laughs> eighteen hundred quid, um, and one that is quite Rooney, Wayne Rooney like, which cost him two and a half grand. R nine 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 N E Y, which yeah. he tried to and turn did, into Rooney. He said, "I slightly doctored the nines to make them look like O's," and I said, "You're allowed to do that, Mike." He went, "No." <laughs> so, <laughs> but now he could have the car to go with it because oh, yeah. the two thousand and nine Range Rover Vogue that once belonged to Wayne Rooney is being sold in Warrington for uh, £24,000. Now, I looked up what's the going rate for a Have Vogue. Have you got glasses guide? Uh, I haven't got... Well, I just looked up. <laughs> okay. I went on. They don't need it. I went up online and, yeah. and had a look at t- a few 2000 and, I mean, I don't know how fully loaded this one is, <laughs> sir. It might be fully loaded. Is it on, a, is it on an N? No, I don't know. It would be on a 2000. I can't remember. Okay, but anyway... Uh, Ten grand, you could pick up. Uh, this one had about hundred and twenty thousand miles on it. I don't know how many Wayne's has got on it, but you wouldn't think the mileage would make a difference of fourteen. Unless it's like just going back and forwards to the shops. Maybe it was Colleen's car, and it's only done about five thousand miles to and from Manchester Airport. <laughs> yes, <but laughs> um, so um, several times. Yeah, a year. so it yeah. might be that it's got low mileage, but uh, ten grand you could pick up a two thousand nine. Mm. So that's an old thing we often talk about: the, the kind of cachet of owning a celebrity's car. Puts an awful lot of money on yes, in this case, more than doubles really doubles the price. I, but, I suppose it's uh, a good talking point. But Mike Parry should buy it, shouldn't he? he should go out now and spend uh, twenty four grand to try and knock him down a bit, so he's got somewhere to put that. He could yeah. by osmosis, he may become as good a player as Wayne. <laughs> we did play for England schools. He did, yeah. So he claims that's right. No, yeah. no. He, 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 well, he brought he brought in a sort of certificate that looked like it had been drawn no, with wasn't a crayon. It a program that was said it? his name in it. Was it? I don't know. Was it a typed program? He doesn't, Mike, look, Mike he doesn't Graham, look like a football. Mike Graham is is often very dismissive. <laughs> Dismissive on. I mean, you often hear this, and when I used to work at Chelsea, talking to the the old chairman there, Ken Bates, Ken maintains Mm. that uh, he had Arsenal interested him as a kid. Really? Yeah, that he could he could have gone there. Clear off. He said, "Herbert Chapman, clear off. Go on." (laughs) Yeah. So there we are. David Badilla always used to say to me that I could could have been been a pro. It could have been. Then we played with him. We thought, yeah, not sure. Not sure. I remember once we played, didn't we? Had a game, and Andy yeah. Impey was there watching. Just yeah. he happened to be over there having a kick That's about right, with yeah. some mates, young Andy Impey then, and uh, he thought it was quite, as Stuart Pearce would say, quite humourable. <laughs> the efforts of our I team he was right. I think he was right. Yeah, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Irish, Paddy Brennan, the jockey. I'm going Irish, not posh. <laughs> that's a that's a tap in. That's Clive Allen from Three Yards. Isn't it? He's definitely saying da hass da hass. Yes, he is. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're having a little impromptu game, posh or Irish, as the uh, Cheltenham Countryside Day uh, unfolds. Um, and Motty will join us live from. He loves Cheltenham, doesn't he? Hmm. He does love it there. He'll be in the full long sheepskin, only doing the rounds <laughs> yeah, like an evening dress <laughs> when he wanders around. You put it on, you try you it let, on one let day. Me you let me wear it. Yeah, you let you put like, it on. Did you feel the power flying through? Was it like was it like Iron Man? I did, I did feel something. Once you put it. the suit on, it felt different. Yeah. 
It felt good. I once wore Lloyd Hannigan's suit as well yeah. when we were playing cricket. He didn't know that, though, did he? No, I just went in the I dressing room. I might tell room. him one day he'll come for you. Well, I did walk around the boundary wearing it. Well, <laughs> Lloyd would turn up. We played for the Bunburys, and Lloyd would often turn up dressed. Uh, but it was a kind of red version of the suit that the mask wore, Jim Carrey <laughs> wore in the mask. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah and, very sartorial. And it was a very, very long coat, wasn't it? Long, red trousers, yeah. very long red coat, and a kind of big red hat that Lloyd would turn <laughs> yeah. up. And he'd often filled in the hat, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. But he left the jacket and the, well, he got changed. So. And you tried it on, didn't I you? I yeah. tried it on, why not? Yeah. Um, it's pointless poll week this week. It must be because of the internationals. And uh, this, is, this one's fantastic. One in five men never use polish on their shoes. <laughs> I would have thought it was naught in five men. Who polished? Very few people polish their shoes now. Most really? people are wearing trainers. You can't well, polish you are, a trainer. Andy. I mean, some people have to wear shoes. They can't wear trainers for work, can they? No. Jacob Rees-Mogg, he doesn't wear trainers, does <laughs> he? He's, he's probably in the one in five that does yeah, actually. I imagine he has someone to polish his shoes he for probably, him, doesn't he? He, he? Does he has someone who he has a little man <laughs> that comes around and polishes all the family shoes, yeah. I would imagine. It's true. I think a lot of people, I think you'd be surprised, Andy. Okay. The peak for having affairs is 6.45 on a Friday evening. Is that right? I don't know how they know that. I'm on the car normally. I'm in the car on my way to football. <laughs> not <laughs> much say, scope. To be, not really. No. I'm 15 minutes off of playing five-a-side at that point. So uh, I, I think my missus is safe. I'm just... I'm just and also, I, I do love... I'm sorry, I don't make that excuse for because I've done all my sports bit in the first Yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. But I love a bit of conflicting info. Mm. So conflicting info. Because a few... When, when my kids were young, we always used to go to the park. We'd feed the swans with bread and the ducks with bread. And yeah. They, then it said, "Not oh, good for them. Not bread, good is for it? them. Oh no, these just not blows them out. Blows them out. Blows yeah. them out. No, people have heeded that advice, and now they're starving. And the Queen's head of swans. Uh, then he's called that. <laughs> he's got an official What's title. It? Is he? He's the Queen's head of swans. He's the Queen's head of swans. He's called something. He's Does he sit a, in an like, office waiting, swan just waiting, or something. just drumming his fingers <laughs> on the table, waiting for swan? Come bait. on, Swanee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He'll be watching Strictly tomorrow, won't he? He says, ignore that advice because really." They are starving, so it is okay to feed them with bread. Bread will do. In the absence of anything, if something that's better for them, just give them bread. There you go. So you're trying to. No, we're not giving the wrong advice. Now you talk about we might be. We don't want to go and bloke some swans and kill them, do we? Find this bloke's name. I'll confirm it. Yeah. Hold on. No, it doesn't matter. It's all right. I mean, you know, I can't see that many people uh, rushing off with some. uh, Here we go. A loaf of bread down the Queen Swan marker David Barber said bread had been part of swans' diet for centuries and is not harmful. Okay. He said malnourished birds are now wandering on the roads looking for food. Well, that's the old slogan, isn't it? Better bread than dead. <laughs> the nice old swans' t-shirts. Mike Perry likes to feed the ducks, he, he? does. He goes down every morning. He looks after the local ducks, doesn't yeah. he? He's like, uh, he's like the kind of duck equivalent of the lady in the van. <laughs> it's true. And we were talking about the chess final the other day. And, uh, Do you want to know world... what's going on? Oh, yeah. Tell, tell me. Yeah. It's deadlocked. Um, the game, game six is uh, ongoing at the moment. It's best of 12. It's deadlocked at two and a half each. Five draws. They just keep drawing. They just draw. You get a half. They just draw. I don't mind. I've done the chess pools. So if eight draws come up, I'm laughing. Yeah, actually, yeah, you could be big picture of you of a massive (laughs) check. Um, Magnus Carlsen is taking on Fabiano Caruana, and um, it's yeah, it's it's neck and neck. It's been played in a glass box in London. In case you're you're wondering where they're playing the World Chess Championship at the moment. That's right, and they've had to bring in extra security after um, Caruana's um, tactics were revealed on YouTube. Oh, right. Yeah, so his openings, which are very important in yeah, chess. Yeah, they are your openings, aren't they? And the, the match has generated huge betting interest. Is it really? I know. Who'd bet on chess? But well, I mean, you, you got go. it bad then, and if you're lumping on the World Chess <laughs> Championship. I'd say so, but there you go. That's not good. Did you see the bloke that was on a plane 
He's only five foot two. And he sat next to a bloke who's six foot five. Six foot five and as wide, apparently. Yes. And he squashed For 13 hours. He, he claims, although in. I think I, I know, do believe it's, it's going through the courts. He, 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 he says uh, that he was kind of, uh, he, he was mm. permanently damaged by the whole experience. It is difficult when you sit next, when you get on a plane and you're sitting next to somebody who's, you know, slightly bigger than you are. Yeah. And sort of starts straying into your seat. There's not much you can do. Well, some it? people, you get that situation where, because you can lift the armrest out, if they're in the middle, mm. uh, uh, of course, of course, they can lift the arm rest up because it's better for them, I've, but not necessarily better for you. <laughs> it's the old elbow in the ribs. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it's all non-sport now. Oh, Anything no. else? You're going on to page three yet, Andy? I know. I'm, page, I'm still on page one. Really? This is the gold, is it? <laughs> it's not the gold. This is the best stuff. <laughs> yeah, I've done the best stuff. Um, you Very talked harsh. earlier on about clowns. I did. Why did you bring up clowns? What? Because Charlie Caroli, Caroli, the famous clown, we said probably the, the most famous, Jerry haunted. Halliwell. No yeah. one has yet has done any work on the system to give us Jerry no. Halliwell slash Horner. Oh, they have, apparently. Uh, go to TSH and J. Someone has, uh, let's find out, Andy, whether you were right. Your theory that uh, Jerry Halliwell, uh, Jerry uh, Horner, knee Halliwell, um, <laughs> looks like Charlie Caroli when you put a bowler hat on and a red nose. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, oh, here we are. This is it. A couple of people have done it. Ryan Brooks has tried. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, especially on that one. Well done, Ryan. Yeah. Good work as well by Jason. Uh, it's a very quick mock-up, but I think Ryan got the right picture. Yeah, I think that's very good. I can see her saying, OK, Jimmy, OK. And somebody <laughs> playing when the Saints go marching in and throwing a bucket of water over it. That's right. Maybe that, that, that wouldn't be a bad thing to do on the tour, would it, really? So. And uh, do you see the El Chapo? The famous... Uh, Bowling well, Chapo. Infamous. He was, he was a great cricketer. Yeah. His lawyer, he's, he's, uh, he's finally facing uh, trial for all his uh, alleged crimes. Yeah. And uh, his lawyer said the real cartel leader is not him. It's a bloke called Israel Zambada. Altogether now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great name. Later on, the moose is live at Fulham. Good. Um, and he's uh, he's catching up with Claudio Ranieri. He's often good for a press conference, isn't he, old Claudio? So that should be yeah, quite it's good value, isn't it? We'll speak to the Moose uh, later on. Not much he can do. I mean, I'd imagine most of the Fulham players, you know, are away on international duty. I mean, you know, yeah, can't be a lot of players there, but you know, it's uh, and it's going to take him a bit of time. You see, Jukanovic saying, "I would have got them out of trouble," but they kind of always say that, don't they? And you, you can't dispute it. I mean, maybe he would and maybe he wouldn't. No, he had, to, he had they, to make a call. It couldn't have been an easy call after everything he'd done. The Fulham fans love Jukanovic, don't they? Yeah, you see Tom Kearney saying how much he yeah. thanked him for you know everything that he achieved last year. Because he hasn't been quite himself. A player really impressed me last year when mm. I was watching him. But I'd say he's not quite hit his top. I know he's come back from an injury, isn't he? So he hasn't yeah. quite hit his top form yet. It's harder in the Premier League. I mean, it's a pretty massive leap, really, isn't it? You can mm. shine in a way in the, in the championship, and it's a lot harder in the Premier League. I think they've all found that, really. I mean, Cessignon looked like a world-beater, but it's, it's taken him a while. Now, the Moose has gone to Fulham. Um, and all he can send us at the moment is nice pastry selection at the cottage. And to be fair, he's right. I mean, they have laid on. I've had tea at the cottage. It's very nice. Yeah, uh, yeah they've laid on um, what looks like a kind of jam Danish, uh, a cinnamon Danish. They know the moose is coming. I think they're all for him. Uh, croissants, as Big Alan would yeah. say. There's a lot of cakes there. I, uh, I went to see a Fulham game with a friend of mine, mm. and uh, it's about five or six years ago. And we were in the press room, and the tea was lovely. I mean, it yeah. really was nice. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested like to know, the moose has gone for a cup of tea and uh, a jam and custard Danish. That will be getting him in the mood for his audience with Claudio Ranieri. Just, just what he needs. Just, 
That's right. It's perfect for him, isn't it? Yeah. Talking of tea, a Thai foo have decided to dump Nigella Lawson. Have they really? Yeah, and change the package. I didn't know she. Was, I didn't know they were going out with her. <laughs> well, I think she was. She was their face of their tea. Thai foo said, "It's not you. It's me. It's exactly. not you. It's us." Exactly. And uh, they, and they're going to change the packaging to attract young people. But the problem is, it's still tea, isn't it? it doesn't matter what you do with it. It's tea, and if young people don't want to drink tea, it doesn't. If you have somebody else like I don't know Joe Suggs or Zoella, you know, saying, oh, "Get drink them tea. drinking tea." Get them drinking tea. Do you think that will work? Oh yeah. Oh, well. well, I think much like the, the yourself, Andy, they are influencers. <laughs> yeah, people yeah, look at what much. they do and they take it on. Yeah, very much, yeah. much like yourself. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, advertising for uh, my accountant, Halliwell Knee Horner. Yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere else, Dom. <laughs> Yeah, for any slip, trip or fall. I don't know if I've ever told you, but where I live, it's next to a lovely old church. And uh, Monday night is bell ringing practice. And it goes on for about two hours. I mean, really, honestly, you feel like phoning the police. It's like, can you stop that racket? Well, but don't buy quite... us next to a church <laughs> well, then, fair mate. enough, really. They're not going anywhere. That's great, isn't it? <laughs> I know. You're like, people, you're like somebody buys <laughs> buys house next to a cricket pitch then complains that cricket exactly balls come right. in your garden. Don't I move sh- next to a cricket no, no, but pitch. The thing is, on Sunday, I love it. Sunday morning when the bell, bells peal. It's beautiful. And Christmas Day is fabulous. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, you, you, sort of that the practice is not so good because it goes on and on. You know, you think, well, haven't you got the hang of it now? Well, why don't you become a bell ringer? I don't think I will. But Yoko no, Ono. not? It's next door. It's a useful thing. It's actually good fitness. You yeah. ever tried Campanology? <laughs> I'd be well suited for it. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I might put my back out. I think you'd be good, Andy. I think you'd make is a great sport? bell ringer. You could then sit at the top, <laughs> couldn't you? I can't see myself. I mean, carry you through the streets of Paris on a sedan chair. <laughs> Yoko with Ono. A fake then. crown on. <laughs> Yoko Ono. Oh, yeah. She, does she? Is she one of your local bell ringers? <laughs> no, she's, she's doing a thing called Bells for Peace. Yeah. And that is 8,000 Not whiskey-related, is it? Alan. I think Alan did that one year. Sat in bed and drank bells. <laughs> Fantastic. Not with Yoko Ono, Jim, no, in case you're listening, obviously. obviously, on his own. I love that. What? Talking yeah. of listeners mocking things up. Do you remember when we had I'm Moose? I'm doing my best. I'm looking at the producer. You're, you're, going, oh, right. you're going jazz. You're going freeform. Go no, no. You had enough. He's given up. He's given up. And he's given up. Yep. Sorry, I know Andy was on a roll then. We could have been here to about half past three. Seriously, <laughs> I've noticed the producer. He's got a new thing now. I've noticed in the last couple of weeks. What's his thing? Because we don't break on time yeah he starts calling for the for us to break like, like with about we've only just started the section he's going break yeah <laughs> break well look do what i do don't take any notice i try not to <laughs> don't, don't take any notice of him the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from talk sport one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Martin no, Connors is sorting himself this out. Mic yeah, the so microphone. Yeah, don't We're not massively impressed with that microphone, Martin. But now you're mm. behind it. I think things have picked up. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and you've got a week of sport on TV. To, I to certainly have. Well, unravel. you know, in the past, I've talked about the fact that, you know, I watch a lot of afternoon TV being, yeah. being semi-retired. Mm. And being a semi-retired gentleman of a certain age, uh, which they assume is their audience on afternoon telly, yeah. the, the same ads come on again and again. They're just, you know, we know we're going to be dying. We yeah. know we'll die in the next 10, 20 years or whatever. <laughs> Don't keep reminding us, for God's sake. So you get all the ads are for, you know, have you looked after your funeral arrangements yet, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But now there's a new uh, thing that keeps doing, medical negligence. There's loads of these ambulance-chasing lawyers are now advertising their medical negligence right. thing. So, um, you know, you, they assume not just that we're old people not paid for our funerals, mm. but also <laughs> that we may be sitting there we've had the wrong leg amputated. <laughs> well, you know, do get in touch with us. You yeah. Know, hop along to the office and we'll, <laughs> we'll sort it all out for you. Brilliant. And there are loads. And anyway, so I got fed up with those. So I turned over to yeah. watch a little bit of sport. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yes. I watched the, uh, and you, you two will be very interested, it's the ATP World Finals. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. We've, uh, we, it's on now. I mean, it seems it to have been on, on for about two years. Because yes. every we we all, our producer, knowing our love of tennis, always finds us some tennis from somewhere in the world for our monitors. One day we came in, he put tennis on yes, every screen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's on BBC Two this week. Oh, okay, right. um, it's easier to find them. It mm. is very easy to find on BBC Two. They're yeah. covering the whole thing. I watched um, Kevin Anderson versus Kai Nishikori. Oh yeah. Um, now Kai Nishikori, I, I like him, mm. and I've backed him quite a few because I, I think tennis. If you're like me, a mug punter, tennis <laughs> is. Please a, gamble responsibly, by yeah, the way. Please gamble responsibly. <laughs> If you're a mug punter like me, tennis is a really good sport because mm. it's played so much in the head that if you, you somebody can be getting beaten quite substantially. You know, the, the, in this match, uh, Anderson was like one of the first set six love. Yeah. There was a break up in the second set. Now, under normal circumstances, at that point, that's where I would pile in and back Nishikori because mm. I do like Nishikori but uh, on this particular case I didn't and I was rewarded by the fact that he got beat 6-love 6-love wow. and I was 6-love 6-one I think he did win one game mm. Did you and bet I, on the outright outcome sort of thing or did you yeah. know, number of games or you can have a few I, Well there's a lot of different bets oh, I, right, you know okay. if, if you want to get rid of your money there's all sorts of opportunities <laughs> but I, what I normally do is mm. you know it's a case of perceiving if the guy who's well up is yeah. wobbling slightly Right. And certainly if they lose a match, or even if they lose a couple of points, it's sometimes possible to perceive, you know, if you think you're an You amateur, try and get inside the head of a professional pr- sportsman, Martin. Precisely. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly yeah. what I do. Yeah. And, and how's t- that working out for you? Well, if you have a word with Skybet, they'll tell you exactly how that's working out. <laughs> not, not, not brilliantly. But I do, I do enjoy watching the... T- but they have Tim Henman, Andrew Castle and Sue Barker, who introduce yeah. it and do all the punditry and everything. And what they usually... I think one of the problems is they always agree. There's mm. very rarely any conflict in the pundits. Do you want corner. it to come to blows, ideally, then? Well, I'd like to have a little bit... Do you bit want to of... tear up with Sue Barker and... 
Yeah. Well, you want it to be a bit like Gary Neville and Yes. Carrie, you want a bit of edge. Yeah, yeah, but I don't edge. think it's ever going to happen with tennis. No, I wouldn't But what so. you do get there is, if you're a fan of the, yeah, no, absolutely, mm. and the, no, yeah, absolutely, that's the place <laughs> to be. Because uh, Tim Henman always, when I asked Tim Henman a question, he always yeah. says, no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and now they've all started doing it. So he'll kick off with a, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then Andrew Castle will <laughs> chip in with a, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, in the, in the Australian. <laughs> like W1A. In the Australian. <laughs> And open, <laughs> you'll get uh, yeah. Look, absolutely, or no, look, absolutely. So absolutely, you'll get you'll mate. get that that cultural variation. Yes. Just by the way, Mutty gave us uh, two tips earlier on. Oh, did he? Uh, at the three o'clock at Cheltenham. Uh, I can only think he saved the one that he was on, <laughs> Josie's orders, which has won it uh, for himself <laughs> and gave us. Uh, Tiger roll and bless the wings. But anyway, neither of them came in. Well, it's no. a mug's game. Well, it's well, not it is a mug's not game. Ne- not necessarily, but please, when the fun stops, stop. That's all yes, we're saying. Yeah, yeah. So what else did you do that you didn't have money on? Well, I'll tell you what I thought was interesting. Well, I didn't have money on that either, to be honest. Right, yeah. But what, what I did um, find quite interesting is yeah. they all, when somebody's getting beaten in a tennis match, six love, six love, they always try and relate it to their own career. Hmm. So Sue will ask Tim Henman, you know, did you ever at any point, were you ever six love down and a breakdown of the second set and what happened and Tim Hemmen will tell the stories and all that yeah. and uh, Andrew Castle has always got a story about his career which amazes me because his career managed to unfold with nobody in the nation really being <laughs> aware of it. <laughs> it's a bit but, I, mean, I remember him as a no, tennis player. He, he, was yeah. a, he was a good tennis I mean it's player. Sue kind of leaning on the expense you know she was a top player as well wasn't she? Mm. She had a pretty decent oh, career so it's not like she, she might be asking herself what it's like to be six love down and how do you fight back. I mean it's well, not like she's true. a... She, yeah, yeah, but she, she, but she she doesn't. She, she does she, what she, Ga- she I mean, you know, how often it's true with Gary Lineker, isn't it? Gary Lineker really, although he could bring as much to bear to the table as Alan Shearer or anybody else who's sitting there, he chooses not to, mm. doesn't he, really? That's, that's true. Not but I think role. as far as Sue's concerned, she was only playing in three-set matches. She yeah. wasn't playing in five-set <clears> matches. <throat> so in, in that case, it's probably, you know, the dynamic's slightly different because, mm. you know, playing out of a three-set match, if you're two sets down and six love and you get murdered, yeah. there is a chance of getting back. Obviously, I, you've already lost in women's tennis. Sure. I felt sorry for your old mates at Free Sport last weekend because... Oh, it was rained off, wasn't it? Yeah, well, not just that. It, it was eventually played, but they came in... No one else wanted to cover it, and they came in with covering the Super Classico, and uh, everybody got quite excited. And then BT decided to cover it. BT went for it as well. BT That's went right. for it. And of so course, in the end, you sort of went. People went HD, didn't they? Yeah, we well, did. HD. Really, yeah. We'll do. Yeah, well, free sport HD is given not the HD, and it's, it's, no, yeah. <laughs> it's it wasn't a, really. It was, yeah, it was. A t- anyway, um, yes, I, what well, else? I watch BT as well. I watch uh, Ghosts of Old Miss. Has anybody seen Ghosts of Old Miss? Yeah, it's a thirty for thirty, isn't it? I it haven't is. actually watched that. Oh, one. that's great! It's great. Are you familiar with James Meredith? James Meredith was the first uh, African-American student to be... He was the guy that, in the 1960s, uh, he had to be escorted into the university because they'd never had a a black guy in the University of Mississippi. Mm -hmm. He had to be escorted by the National Guard. Riots broke out, quite serious riots. Uh, And Ole Miss is the Mississippi uh, college, the the football team. Yeah, yeah. called Mm. Ole Miss. And um, it was one one of the guys who was in the football team who tried to talk to the rioters and tried to stop the rioters. Uh, It's a a great, great story. It really is. And I think what's so great about those 30 for 30 documentaries is that they're authored documentaries. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we were talking last week about Matthew Lorenzo's uh, thing on Bobby Moore. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Clearly coming from a place of love. Mm. And Mm. I think the same thing, it's a journalist, uh, you know, a journalist from Mississippi who made this documentary, a guy called Wright Thompson. 
and he's um, a right Thompson. He's a right <laughs> Thompson. A right Thompson. But he, you know, he he he's from the area. Hmm. He knew it all. He grew up with uh, well, Miss. He was like five or six years old. He starts the thing off. There's a cross burning, and he said at five or six years old there was a cross burning on his lawn. Wow. Um, and his parents sort of shut the curtains because they didn't want him to. That's the exact words. Uh, they didn't want him to carry um, carry hate and fear to you know his, another generation mm. sort of thing. Um, and never discussed it. And there was, it was really good about the South and Six. But I thought what was very interesting was the team that it was all about was the 1962 Mississippi football team. Uh, and they played out their whole season uh, with the backdrop of these riots. Mm. And, uh, you know, the Kennedys were trying to push integration. Yeah. The governor of Mississippi was mm. uh, fighting back against it. And against that backdrop, they went unbeaten through the whole season, which had never been done before, oh. you know. Um, and it's, I think I, I've said this before. It was the same when, when Leeds United, when there was the um, Woodgate and Bowyer case, mm. and they were off in court every day at, uh, at Hull, then going back. And that was Leeds's sort of best season in, in, in recent years, right. you know, as far as the European, uh, European Cup went. Yeah, semi final. They got the semi final. And I think what, uh, what it proves is that sometimes the sport. As uh, you know, as a distraction, sure. you actually can concentrate if, you, if you're focusing on the sport. You can have a better season than. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't recommend sort of riots or no. Uh, as as race riots is not. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched one of those documentaries and thought yeah, I've wasted. That my was time rubbish. Here. No, they're yeah. always and they're always yeah. good, even if it's things you, you're not actually interested in. You know, they yeah. do. I mean, I've been listening to. They do also have done a podcast. They do an audio version of the of. The, I mean, they've done a few series now, and they're excellent. If people haven't had yeah. a chance, they they find again great. Sports stories and just tell them as podcasts. Yeah, that's no, brilliant. Have you got time for one more thing? Go on, yeah, then, quick yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, quick one. Well, it was just some, some guy called David Slater, whose um, his Twitter handle is at the Wild Outdoors. Sent me. He's a, the, the guy's actually called James Slater. His dad's David Slater. Right, this okay. guy James Slater at the Wild Outdoors sent me um, a, a Vimeo. You know, Vimeo, oh yeah, 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 yeah. via Twitter. Mm. Um, and he has a proper documentary. It's really good. It's just a documentary about his dad, right. who um, went on, he went over to the Basque Country. He was a runner. We ran for England for yeah. a while, but not for long. Didn't have a hugely distinguished career, uh, but went over to um, to the Basque country mm-hmm. near San Sebastian yeah. and ran up this hill, which was called the Ascarati. There was this huge hill. He ran up the hill and created a record. And now every year they do they they do an event there, oh, which wow. is based on his dad, um, who's, who's a guy who works in the textile industry in uh, in Bradford. And it, it was really interesting. That's good. Uh, and so hunt it out if you can, James. Slater, the guy's called. Right. Uh, at the Wild Outdoors is his Twitter thing. And he said, Good stuff. Thought, oh, look at it. Sounds yeah. interesting. Martin, is, thank you. Really there we are. That was this afternoon show. We're very excited. We've got some top guests in next week. Ronnie O'Sullivan's here. Motti's back. A Rod, Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. Baseball legend. Uh, and no, we don't know whether he's bringing J Lo. But uh, we'll see. We're uh, hoping. Until then, have a great weekend, and thanks for downloading us as always. And don't forget, the, the Clips of the Week podcast is also available from wherever you got this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.